Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. everyone, Master Grogan coming at you again with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast, episode number 184. Here we go. Unbelievable. Well, folks, if you're new to the show, thank you very much for tuning in for the first time. If you're a longtime listener, man, thank you so very much for continuing to support the show, to share it, to suggest it to friends. Man, oh man, we're growing, which is awesome. And the reason it's so awesome is because we're the platform's getting bigger and we're reaching more and more people. And why is that important? Well, because our whole attitude our whole mindset, our whole premise, our whole goal, our mission is to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Yeah, by empowering you, the listeners, as parents. Even I've got, I don't know how many teenagers listen to the show, which is fantastic. So parents, share this with your teens as well to kind of empower them to believe in themselves, to stand out in the crowd, to stand up to bullying, to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Yeah, that's kind of our goal. And obviously, the more people that are hearing positive, reinforcing messages like this, the more we're doing that. And as we know, we are inundated with negativity. I mean, it's coming at us. Boom, 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 boom. Left, right, hooks, uppercuts, kicks, <laughs> throws, punches. Well, I mean, it's coming at us, baby. Everywhere we turn, it's negative, 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 negative. Ah! Well, I want to be a voice. I don't say a voice of reason. I, sometimes I wonder if I'm reasonable. But <laughs> I'm going to be a voice of positive empowerment to help you realize that, no, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. However. It ain't all that bad either. You would, you, would, you would miss that if all you do is listen to, you know, what I call CNN constantly negative network. And that could go for any of the media stations. It just CNN's got that nice little acronym, right? Yeah. But it's all that way. They just inundate you with negativity. So what do we talk about? Positivity. Like drop a right hook reality. World ain't all sunshine and rainbows. I don't believe in everybody should get a trophy. I believe you need to work your butt off and earn it. But what that's doing is it's helping you become the very best person you can be. It's helping you become the very best parent you can be. Now, am I perfect? Gosh, no, I am not. Oh, my goodness. I goof up just as much as anybody else. But I do solemnly promise myself when I do goof up that I'm going to work hard and make it better so I don't do it again. It's one thing. I just had this conversation last night with my 10-year-old. <laughs> he had... Uh, uh, I, I've exactly, I forget exactly what kind of transpired, but he said something about, uh, well, just say you're sorry and it's okay. I said, well, yeah, that's right. But if you say you're sorry, I, I, I know what it was. He was talking about something. So I, uh, I wrestled him and roughed him up a little bit. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. And I went and did it again. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and I went and did it again. And I said, saying you're sorry doesn't give you a free pass to do what you just did over again. Now, of course, we were having fun, but it was a great uh you know, lesson there, right? Yeah. Teachable moment, if you will. That's the same thing in life. We screw up. Be humble enough to say, man, I goofed up. I'm sorry. But then make a concerted effort to make it better. Don't just say it's sorry to get like a fresh start and screw up again. I say this because, well, by all means, I, like I mentioned, I'm not perfect. And I've made my share of errors and goofs and mistakes in the past. And I continue to make them. You know, uh, Thomas Edison once said, he with few failures is he who hasn't lived. And, of course, that could be she, you know, it, it, whoever. I, I didn't say it. He said it. I'm just quoting him. But 
That's the reality of things. If you've got few failures in life, you probably haven't done a whole lot. So get up there. Make some errors. Make some mistakes. Learn from it and move on. Speaking of which, John Maxwell's got a great book, uh, two. They kind of follow one another. One is, uh, what is that one? Failing Forward. And the other one is Sometimes You you Win and Sometimes You Learn. Yeah, good stuff. Now, none of us, I, oh my gosh, I hate losing. I really do. But the truth be told, I've learned a lot more from losing than I have from winning. That's just the reality of things. So anyway, a little longer intro than normal, but I want to kind of bring you up to speed, especially our new uh, new listeners out there. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And on social media, make sure you follow me. On Facebook, it's Kicking Life with Master Grogan. On Instagram, it's Kicking Life, K-I-C-K-I-N Life. And also on Facebook, we've got a, several groups. We've got one group, Live Your Best Kicking Life. Another one, Bully Proof Our Kids with Master Grogan. Good stuff out there, folks. And then on YouTube, it's Kicking Life, Master Grogan. So check those out. If you're in the local area here, the Edwardsville, Glen Carbon, or surrounding areas in Illinois, come check us out at a martial arts academy, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. We've also got our Facebook page, Grogan's Martial Arts, uh, and, of course, a website, all that good stuff. And then our Instagram is Grogan's Martial Arts as well. Check that out. Kind of the same mindset and attitude. We're empowering kids and adults to believe in themselves to be their very, very best. All right. So what are we talking about today? Well, today is actually part four, part four of our four-part series on, I should know, I had it right here, I'm sorry, (laughs) self-respect and self-discipline. And today we're talking about attitude of excellence. What's an attitude of excellence? Well, you've probably heard of an attitude of excellence before, and hopefully at some point in time, hopefully even right now, you've got an attitude of excellence. Now, we talked about an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, we talked about being a good finder all those good things. And then last week we talked about, um, uh, what did we talk about? Goodness gracious. Conf- I'm, I had my fish oil this morning, but I'm a, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but we talked about confidence and self-esteem, you know, loving yourself first in order to be your very, very best. And kind of a quick synopsis of that. My mentor tells me all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're not taking care of yourself first and foremost, you're no good to anybody. I know. You want to be a good person. I want to be a great person. I want to help as many people as I can. But if I'm not taking care of myself first, I'm not going to be my very, very best. And he's, he, liked to, he, is, he likes to say, easy for me to say, you can't pour from an empty cup. I mean, if you've got nothing to give mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or physically, it's very difficult to give what you don't have. Yeah, there you go. So make sure you take care of yourself first. So today, moving on, this is closing out this series, this four-part series, and it's Attitude of Excellence. An attitude of excellence is uh, simply doing whatever it takes to do what you need to do. I mean, as long as it's moral, right? (laughs) Don't cross that line where you're doing things that are immoral. But whatever it takes you're willing to do, what is necessary, as long as it's right and moral, to reach your goals, to make an impact, to make a change. Now, is that easy? Of course it's not easy. Nothing in life is easy. No, I'm not going to be the one to say, oh, it's so easy. Just go out and do it. Anybody can do it. Well, the truth is, yes, anybody can do it, but just because you can do it doesn't mean it's easy to do. And those that listen to the show all the time, you know, I always harp on this. Why? Because it's a right hook reality, which is my hashtag, by the way. Share that, baby. Right hook of reality. Hashtag the heck out of that. Because that's, boom, that's what I drop on you here. It's facts. It's factual. It's true. We all know it. But it gets back to the easy part. What's easy to do is also what? Easy not to do. I know. It's almost unfair, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's where the life ain't no sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, well, it's so gosh darn easy to do. Then why don't I do it? Why don't others do it? 
because it's so gosh darn easy not to do it. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. Set that alarm. Get your butt up early and go work out at the gym. But it's much easier to hit that snooze button and stay in bed. I know. I, it, it's, it's tough. Why is it tough? Because it's so frustrating because it is so easy. Anyway, so a part of having attitude of excellence is the perseverance, the willing to overcome, to battle through in order to succeed. Now, we all have challenges in our life. Every single one of us. I have no idea the challenges you're facing. You have no idea the challenges your neighbor's facing or your friends are facing or what I'm facing. We've all got them. But one thing's for sure, if we surround ourselves with with people that don't have an attitude of excellence, they have an attitude of uh, entitlement or an attitude of self-pity. What's an attitude of self-pity? Well, everything's a pity party. Now, if you've got some problems, man, share them with your friends, get them off your chest, and, and ask for help. Be humble enough to do that. But also, also, have a little bit of dignity, right? Nobody likes a whiner and complainer. If you're whining and complaining all the time, if you're throwing your own personal pity parties all the time, that's definitely not an attitude of excellence. No, it's, it's more of an attitude of entitlement. You think you're entitled to something. And maybe you say, well, I'm entitled to a better day. We all are entitled to a better day, but here's the reality of life. You got to work for that. And sometimes it seems like you're working your butt off and nothing happens and nothing changes. I get it. I get it. I mean, this is episode number 184, 184 episodes, which I'm so very blessed and grateful for. I mean, I truly love doing this. I really do. Uh, it's, it's a way for me to kind of spread my message out to the world, which is fantastic. And I've run into people and say, oh, man, you got lucky. You got your own show. Well, yeah, I guess there is a certain amount of luck involved there, but Here's what I think luck is. Luck is when opportunity is met with preparation. Yeah. When you have prepared for something over and over and over again and hoping, just hoping that opportunity comes and presents itself. And if it does, you're ready for it. And what did I do to prepare for it? Well, for the last six, seven, well, I guess seven years now, goodness gracious, time flies. I've been doing video blogs. I've got over 300 video blogs. Now, I'll tell you a little story about perseverance. I first started doing the video blogs. I didn't even know which way to do them on my phone. I didn't know which way to hold the phone, so, and I didn't have any equipment. So somebody said, well, you just use your phone, record a video blog. Well, I had it sitting upright on my computer, and I recorded it. Well, it was wrong. I realized then I had to turn it horizontally, or is that horizontally? Vertically. Which ways? Goodness gracious. I'm telling you, I, I, folks, I swear, I, I, I'm drinking my fish oil right here in my hot tea, right here, right now, and I'm just uh, I'm a little scatterbrained today. Anyway, I just took another drink, just just to hopefully I get, oop. <laughs> the producers always laugh. <laughs> they look through the window at me. Anyway, um, goodness gracious. So anyway, I just laid my phone up against the computer, and then I'd put books under it and all kinds of other stuff. Well, I finally, uh, you know, now I've got this nice little elaborate setup where I've got the tripod and the boom mic and the light and uh, the leveler and all those good things. So it's gotten much better. But I'm telling you what, when I first started doing it, oh my goodness, I look back at, uh, I need to go back and look, to be honest with you, some of those earlier videos. Holy smokes. Well, it was the best I could do at the time. And I tell you this because anytime you start something new, if there's something new you're going to want to start, you ready for this, folks? Brace yourself. I'm going to drop one on you right now. Anytime you start something new, you're going to suck at it. Whoa, boom, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I just had a conversation with a young man, uh, well, I say the other day. Who knows? If you're like me, the other day could have been a month ago, four months ago, or yesterday. (laughs) But it was the other day. 
Anyway, about he's wanting to go in kind of doing videos. He's seen some of mine and uh, ask about the podcast. And I said, well, here you go, buddy. I said, you got a phone. You got the you got everything you need right there in your pocket. I said, you know how to work it much better than I do. Just start doing it. He goes, well, how? I said, well, you, I, I told him the story about how I messed up, didn't know how to hold it. So I shared with him on how to get a tripod or at least put it up on books and have it turned the right way. I said, but here's the thing that no one ever told me. I'm telling you, you got to embrace the suck, meaning realize you are going to suck until you no longer suck. Now, I know some of you are saying, man, that's kind of harsh. That's the reality of it, and that's the truth. When you first start anything, you're not very good at it. I've had people say, well, you could say you're not very good. You don't have to say you suck at it. I know, but the suck's more of a right hook of reality, and the right hook hits you. If I say, okay, well, you're not going to be very good, and that's okay, but keep battling, keep trying. You turn, that's Charlie Brown's teacher talking, right? And that's just not who I am. <laughs> not that I'm a pompous jerk. No, I love you. I love this kid. I love everybody. Uh, why? Well, I, I try and love myself first and foremost. I go off a different path. The reason for that is got to put God first. Love God. He's going to put that in you where you feel good about helping everybody else. Yeah. So anyway, back to the suck. <laughs> Embrace the suck and know you're going to suck until you don't suck anymore. So I, I still look back and I look at some, I listen to some of my earlier podcasts and video blogs, even the ones in the hundreds. And I'm like, ooh, man. I'm like, okay, right now they're looking pretty good. And I'm sure 20 videos or uh, podcasts from now, I'm going to look back at this one and say, gosh. Oh, it's terrible. Come on, man. But that's how you get better. Repetition. Doing it over and over again. Be committed to it. And what was I just mentioning like five minutes ago? Perseverance, right? You got to battle. You got to overcome in order to succeed. You got to persevere. You got to persevere through all the sucks, if you will. So anyway, if you're thinking about doing something like that, man, I, I encourage you. I implore you. Get out and do it. Just start. But no, it's not going to be very good at first. But if that's something you want to do, there's opportunities there. And uh, when I was when doing the video blogs, going through, I remember I used to record a lot of them at home, my home office. And I would tell the kids, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I'd tell the kids, I'd say, uh, all right, guys, quiet down. Dad's, dad's on the set. Dad's going to record a blog. And a, and a handful of times, my poor kids, bless their hearts, they would say, Dad, why are you doing that to yourself? Nobody listens to him anyway. I'm like, whoa, bang. That was a right hook of reality. And at first, I'm like, hey. I think I probably did say, hey, be nice to me here. And I'm like, why in the world would you say that to your dad? Well, they said it. And here here's, comes back around. We talked about first about having a pity party. Things come around to get you, right? They said that because they heard me saying it. They heard me saying, I don't know why I'm doing these video blogs. I don't know why I'm doing these podcasts. Nobody even listens to them. Having my own pity party. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll do it anyway. Maybe somebody will start listening. Yeah. Throwing a little pity party. And guess what happens as adults and parents and coaches and leaders and mentors? When we have pity parties, people are listening. Yeah. And they're going to throw it right back in your face. And my kids did. And they weren't doing it to be deliberate or mean. They were just, I, I, I'm hoping, <laughs> they were doing it to protect dad. You know, that if, you, if, if you're going to throw a pity party about it, if it's hurting you that bad, why the heck are you even doing it? Man, kids are so real, aren't they? I know. And so honest in the wrong ways. Yeah. Speaking of honest, I remember my, it's kind of funny how once again things come around. My uh, son Austin, who's been on the show countless times, he um, when he was 16, 17 years old, he had a difficult time getting home on time for a curfew. And miraculously enough, he would get stopped by the exact same train that I got stopped by when I was 16 and 17. It's unbelievable. 
Yeah. I remember my dad once said when I came home late, goes, so you got, uh, I didn't even say anything. He just said, so you got the uh, the train number so I can call the train station and, and, and make sure that train is uh, successfully on its way that held you up this time? Whoa. Yeah, you get to make an excuse. You don't even realize the excuse you're using. Now, be honest, uh, th- there were trains that I did get stopped by. But usually all that did was prolong the fact that I was already late. So anyway, I bring that up because it's kind of funny. I talked about kids being truthful. And I'm sure Austin did get stopped by a train at some point in time. It's just miraculous that it just happened to be the exact same train. <laughs> we don't even live in the same spot that used to stop me. I say that because he has the same, had the same excuse. And I don't think I ever shared that excuse with him. But when I did, I said, oh, you got stopped by the same train I did. Oh, that's great. He's like, oh, better change my tune. So anyway, okay, well, back to the reality, back to the truth, back to the perseverance, back to battling through. Look, folks, there's something you want to do. Gosh darn it, do it. I just had a talk with the producers right before the show started, and we started talking about uh, should-haves. And I said, he goes, oh, I should have done this. And the other one said, well, yeah, I should have done that. And I said, well, you know, that, that reminds me. There's, uh, there's a thing that happens when we get in a habit of shooting all over ourselves. And I go, shooting all over ourselves? I said, yeah, you know, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have done this. I should do that. I should have. Well, when we're shooting all over ourselves, what are we doing? We're covering ourselves with should-haves. <laughs> Obviously, I'm trying to be PG here, but you get it, right? No, let's turn our should-haves into haves, okay? Not I should have, but I have done this, or I will do this, or I'm going to do this instead of I should haves. And that led to another one. You know how the mind works. It went to the, uh, the island that, unfortunately, most people live on. I lived on it, and I sometimes still live on it. When I catch myself saying this, I make sure I get off that doggone island. What island am I talking about? Someday Isle. You guys ever visited there? You ever been there on vacation? Some people live on Someday Isle. I've lived on Someday Isle. You probably said, what the heck is he talking about now? Well, Someday Isle is. Ready? Someday I'll do this. Someday I'll make my plans and my goals. Someday I'll start doing those video blogs. Someday I'll spend extra time with my kids. Someday I'll go on that vacation. Someday I'll start planning for my future. Someday I'll set up a retirement plan. Someday, I'm going to not only quit this job, but get the job I want. Wow. Was that a right hook of reality? Boom. Followed by a left uppercut of truth. Boom. Yeah. Someday, Al. If you're living right now and someday, Al, you ready? Listen up. Get off that island. Whoa. (laughs) I say that because I need the reminder myself. Yeah. Someday, I'll get my book finished. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm, I'm human too. Been working on this thing. And I thought I had uh, I had the manuscript done. Went through and did the first edit. Good. Second edit I'm on. And I'm like, oh, you know what? This doesn't flow very well. I mean, it flows, but there's missing pieces. So I started moving chapters around. Last night, I'm working on it. It was like 1130 at night. And I'm probably like, I can't do no more. <laughs> at least I'm working on it, trying to get off someday. I'll get this book done. But I get it. But, of course, it gets back to having that attitude of excellence. I want it to be the very, very best. And that means I'm going to have to persevere. I'm going to have to battle through. I can't just throw garbage out there and say, ah, it's good. No. That would hurt far worse than just, I mean, yeah, the satisfaction of getting it done. But if it's crap, well, that's not good, right? I'm better than that, as Rocky says. You're better than that. Yes, and we are better than that, and you're better than that. So back to the attitude of excellence. Have an attitude of excellence. Now, some of the things we share with the kids, and please uh, share these with your kids. 
Uh, if you share the show with them, they can just listen to it. Or as a parent, sometimes, it, well, not sometimes, being a parent is the most rewarding thing ever. But gosh darn it, is it challenging. Holy shnikes, it is challenging. We all battle the same battles. And I suggest talk to other parents and kind of learn what they're doing. At our martial arts academy, we talk to parents every single night and talk about being a village, collectively working together to help the child become their very, very best. And in the process, if we're learning and we're helping the child become their very best, guess what's happening? Yeah, they're getting better, but we're getting better too. We are. I mean, think about it. Those folks out there that have uh, multiple kids, I almost guarantee if you have two or three or four or whatever, your second and third kid, child, (laughs) kid, child, you treat them a little differently than you did your first one. Why they're different? They're different. I mean, they are different in their own way, but you've learned as a parent, right? Yeah. So like any job you're in, if uh, the, the first week, first month, first year you're there, you're doing things, and then the next year or two, you're doing things a little bit differently. Why? You've learned. You've grown. And that's, once again, the attitude of excellence. That's the perseverance of battling through, becoming your very, very best. So a couple examples we share with the kids, you know, and it's it, it's so simple. But once again, things that are so simple to remember or to do are also so simple to forget and not to do. You know, the price of getting good grades is something we share with them is to pay attention in class, to do your homework. And sometimes the price of getting good grades in school is you may have to miss your favorite TV show or you may have to stay inside. You may have to put down the the the, the phone or the what are they, the iPad, the devices. The video games. You had to put those down. Why? Because, I mean, that's, that's part of it. you, you got to put something in in order to get something out. The law of sowing and reaping, which is a big part of my book, by the way. The book is uh, uh, I Am Bullyproof. Hopefully, 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 someday I'll, yeah, there you go. We'll have that baby out by, uh, early, early spring of 2020. I'm talking done, ready, packed, shipped, delivered, sealed, all those good things. But anyway, the big part of that is law of sowing and reaping. What you ha- you have to put something in the ground in order to get something out. So you have to do the homework in order to expect to get a good grade. Now, in today's, I'm entitled, ugh, which I absolutely despise. I, I just can't stand it. And I think, uh, um, you know, I got some folks they will say, well, I think you're a little too tough on that trophy thing. You know, some kids, they work, they try their best, and they're just not that good. True. Some kids are gifted athletes, I mean, full of talent, and some kids aren't. That's just the reality of things. That's how God made them. But some kids are extremely gifted musicians and other kids aren't. Some kids are extremely good at having attention and focus and reading and learning. And some kids have to work a lot harder at it. All I'm saying is the attitude of excellence, you do your very, very best. We got two things that we evaluate on at the academy. Attitude and effort. That is it. That is it. And it is a commitment that you're going to put forth your very, you're going to have the attitude to put forth your very, very best. Your attitude is, I am going to do my best to become my best. The effort is actually doing it. Yeah. And my promise, my solemn promise to the parents is this. Your child has the right attitude, puts forth the right amount of effort. They're going to get better. Now, will they ever be as good as this kid over here? No, they won't. Why? Because they're not that kid. But that kid will never be as good as them because everybody's born with some special talent. Something. God, you know, the the whole thing is, the the bold was broken after you were made. I don't know how many times I was told that in a negative sense, but <laughs> I mean, it is. But it's true now, right? God made each one of us individuals with a special talent, a special gift, something special that we're supposed to share with the world. So I'll never be as cool as any of you out there. But you'll never be as cool as me either. Yeah, 
huh, right back in your face. <laughs> I'm such a child. But my point is, but why would you want to be like me when you've got a gift that I'll never have? Why would I want to be like you when I've got a gift that, that, that you'll never have? Well, oftentimes in today's, well, not only copycat society, but uh, likes and likes I'm talking about like on Instagram and Facebook and uh, celebrity contests and everything else in society, we want to be like others. Don't be a cheap replica of somebody else. Be the original deal. Easy to say, but gosh darn, is it hard to do. So back to what I was talking about, about putting in in order to get something out. Attitude and effort. Another thing we talk, we talk about uh, when at the academy, we do like a, tra- a thing called a training log sheet. So they have to attend class a minimum of six times a month, and they have to work or practice at home a minimum of six times a month in order to test for the next tip. Now, it's the kid's responsibility to not only do that. Now, obviously, the parents have to drive them to the academy. But, you know, throwing a fit when you don't want to go is not helping the parents out. and It's not helping you get your next tip. So we kind of hold that as an accountability for the kiddos there. And when I say not everybody gets a trophy, not everybody gets a stride, not everybody gets a belt, you have to work for it. They have to do the things that they're supposed to do. And when they show up, they have to actually put forth the attitude and effort in order to earn it. And the reason for that, this gets right back to attitude of excellence. And the reason we don't just give them out is one, to me, in my heart, when you give a child something they haven't earned, now if they've worked hard for it and it's the best they can do at this point in time, they've earned it. But if they just kind of half, half-butt half it, go through the motions, have not put in the practice, have not done the homework, and you know it, and it's obvious, and it's apparent to everybody watching, not going to get it. The reason I personally feel in my heart that's bullying a child, you're, you're conditioning their mind, conditioning a habit, of putting forth less than their best, but still being rewarded for it. And sooner or later, you got to pay the price. And what ends up happening, these kids become teenagers and they get in their 20s and they go out and they think the world operates that way. They just show up and whine and throw a fit and they get what they want. Bang! That right hook of reality drops them. It really does. Why? They have never learned, and I hate to say the word fail. You know, there's we've all failed, but there's no failures. Failure is when you give up and quit. But if they don't learn that lesson early in life, it conditions them to believe that everything's just going to be sunshine and rainbows, and when they get out, everything's going to work out the way they want. No, I wish it would. But I'm telling you, the kids that learn this lesson now are the ones that are going to be able to stand out in a crowd. Why? They're going to be able to overcome, battle, overcome, and succeed, battle through adversity and challenges and persevere, where the others who've been given everything their whole life, they're not going to make it. And it's evident. We see the suicide rates of kids going through the roof because they've never learned how to bounce back after failure at a young age. Because mommies and daddies are always there. I call it spoon feeding. I ask the kids all the time, I said, how would you like it if mommy came to school and said, okay, open up and eat your bites, yum, 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 yum. You're in fifth grade and your mom's feeding you? Holy cow, would you be embarrassed? He's like, oh my gosh, no way. Yeah, you would be embarrassed. There's no way. But yet parents, unfortunately, are doing that for the kids every single day. And there's nothing wrong with helping your kids. Nothing at all. Help them. Gosh darn. Give them a better life than you had. But gosh darn it, make them earn it. Yeah. Don't give them something they haven't earned. Make them work for it. Set up an incentive program for TV time or video game time. Do it, those little bitty things. And if they don't study and they get a poor grade, don't you dare run to the teacher and blame the teacher. Now, there's some bad teachers out there. Yes, 
let's not get hung up on that too often. People say, well, yeah, you don't understand. My kid's teacher. My kid's teacher. No, no, no. Whatever. And it's true. My kids have had poor teachers. They've had great teachers. They've had okay teachers. They've had bad teachers, right? They've had teachers that don't care. They have teachers that love them to death. It's out there. I mean, that's just the reality of life. But one thing's for sure. You don't put anything in the ground. You don't put any study time. You're not going to get anything back. If you don't put forth your very best at your job, you don't have an attitude of excellence, chances are you're not getting promoted. Somebody might say, well, my, my boss is a complete jerk. And I don't doubt that. There's a lot of jerks out there. A lot of self-serving son of a guns. What you can do is, what Jim Rohn says, work just as hard on yourself as you do on your job. Meaning, you got to go to your job to pay your bills. But in the background, you know, there's 168 hours in a week. There are. I know. It's hard to believe. Spend that time reading, researching, listening to podcasts like this. Right hooks of reality. They're going to lift you up when life kicks your butt and knocks you down. Listen to things or read things that are going to help uh, whatever your passion is. If this job sucks, you, you hate this job, start reading and learning about another job, another career opportunity. You can do it. You've got the time. Get off of Facebook and social media. I know. That's a right hook of reality, folks. But that gets right back to a whole point, a whole topic. Attitude of excellence, right? Yeah. Persevere. Battle through. Know that you're, you're created with a gift from God. You've got something special that nobody else possesses. It's what you do with that gift. What you do with that gift. That's what matters. Another little saying. I, 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 poof, I'm all fired up. I, get, I love this stuff. So, um, and this is how I am at the academy as well. <laughs> now I've got a team at the academy, so I don't, uh, uh, before it was a one-man band where I would, goodness gracious, teach every class, talk to every parent, give every stripe, belt, we well, didn't have stripes back in those days, but every belt promotion, uh, sign every kid up, talk to every parent who was having trouble with their kids, either at school or at home, um, everything with the website, with our billing processing company. It was a one-man orchestra. And I was not playing any of the instruments very well because you can't. So our entrepreneurs out there, set up systems. Great book for that. I just shared this with a gentleman the other day, which I'm so proud of him. He's, he's doing such a great job. And uh, um, let me see. Oh, Cybernex. There, there you go. Is uh, his, his company, Mr. Jason Hicks. Shout out to you, buddy. I know you listen a lot. Great job. But the book I suggested to him is The, the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And it stands for the Entrepreneurial Myth Revisited. And it just talks about, it gives a hypothetical story about a girl named, or lady named Sarah who runs a pie shop. And all those entrepreneurs out there, you know, at first, you go into something because you're really good at it. I mean, that's the reason to go into it. Your friends talk you into it and you do it. But then you, then you find out that, my gosh, all this business stuff, I don't have any knowledge in this. And kind of a, on a personal level, folks, I've been bankrupt twice. Yeah. I used to be embarrassed to talk about it. Now I talk about it every opportunity I get. Not that I'm saying, hey, look at me. I've been bankrupt now. Now I'm doing this. Yes. No. <laughs> I used to be embarrassed about it because I thought it was a failure. But now I realize that was just part of the step in the road. But the perseverance, the attitude of excellence of not giving up, that's a part of it. Because I'll tell you what, man, being bankrupt, whoo. And I, I guess I didn't, there wasn't enough of a pain from the first one. So I decided I'll go ahead and do it again. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Sleepless nights and crying and you know, not liking myself and having horrible thoughts go through my head about what a loser I was. It's painful. But when life knocks you down, you got two choices, lay there and cry about it, get your butt back up. Attitude of excellence, perseverance, battle through, right? Yes, 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 yes. 
So anyway, I uh, kind of got sidetracked there, but The Entrepreneurial Myth uh, by Michael Gerber, great, great book. Check that one out if you're, you're an entrepreneur going into, uh, going into, or you are one right now or considering doing one. What I've learned from that is you, you can't be a one-person one orchestra. You can't, you can't do it all. If you, it gets right back to if you hate your job or you kind of don't like your life right now, spend the time to make a change. Spend the time to do the things that you know you need to do. It's never going to get better if you don't. You know, back to the sowing and reaping, which is something I reference a lot in my book and in speeches. If you don't do anything with your mental garden, I mean, you think about your garden. If you've ever had a garden before and you let it go, what happens? Weeds take over, right? Yeah, they take over the whole gosh darn garden. That's what they do. Well, the same thing with your mind's garden. If you don't do anything by adding growth, if you don't start surrounding yourself with the right type of people, if you don't start planting the right seeds in your mind's garden, which your mind's garden happens to be the most fertile garden on the planet, then what's going to happen? Weeds and negativity. Society is throwing weeds and negativity at us all the time. It's kind of how I started the show, right? Yeah, we're inundated with negativity. Well, that, those weeds are going to grow in your mental garden, and it's going to suffocate any positive thought. So you got to dig that garbage up. you got to dig it up. But then you got to be careful what you put back in it. If you surround yourself with people that have pity parties, you're going to be planting the wrong seeds. You are who you surround yourself with. That is a statistical fact. You're around four or five people that are motivated, inspired, and talking about success and talking about the latest books they've been reading and the conferences they've went to. And being a Christian is a good thing too. You know, talking about the churches they go to and the message they got from church and how it impacted their life. That's a whole different conversation than it is if you surround yourself with people that aren't going anywhere. They live on Sunday aisle. They hate their job. They hate their life. They hate their family. They hate their kids. Yeah, and we've all been around those folks. I mean, I know I have, and I want to try and help them. But in the process, I can't allow them to pull me down, right? Yeah. Uh, I posted something not too long ago on my page. It said, surround yourself with winners. The conversation is much different. Woo! Bang! There's another right hook. <laughs> uh, I get you. People uh, will write in and say, you know, you, you'll get your voice low, and you'll tell something important, and then bang! There's the right hook reality, and you scare the heck out of me. So... I guess I do that by design. <laughs> anyway, so here, here's something I have the kids say at the uh, the studio a lot. I'm going to give you a couple different uh, uh, quotes that we we pound in their little minds and adult minds too. And it's how I practice is how I perform. And how I do anything is eventually how I'll do everything. Now think about that. If you practice, you get in the habit of practicing kind of halfway, just giving it half an effort. Before you know it, that's going to become a pattern and a habit. You're going to do that in everything you do, especially if you start getting rewarded for half effort, that's why I'm against that. Everybody gets a trophy. You get in a habit of just barely doing enough to get by, but you still get rewarded for it. That's going to be your way of life. You're never going to stand out of the crowd. So how I practice is how I perform. And then the follow-up is how I do anything is eventually how I'll do everything. Yeah, I know it's tough. And I'll tell you, the, the example I give a lot, I grew up on a farm and I had to shovel horse poo out of the stalls. Now, I absolutely hated it. I don't know if any of you out there have ever had to shovel horse poop or not, but it's not fun. I, I, my kids, they haven't had to do it, but you know, I'm about to say this thing, and I'm thinking, you know what, maybe I should have my kids go to a horse farm and just spend a couple hours shoveling poop out of a stall. Man, oh, man. My, my youngest son, Emmett, right now, he would think it would be the coolest thing at first, and they'd find out, man, this sucks. <laughs> but that's good old-fashioned hard work. It stinks. It's hot. It's sweaty. 
Yeah, and I had allergies really bad. So in that barn, sneezing and snotting all over yourself. Ugh. Those that have done it, you know what I'm talking about. And others, baling hay was another thing I had to do on the farm. And those that haven't done that, holy cow, you talk about hard work. And it was always funny. Uh, <laughs> Dad would call them the city boys when they'd come to help out, especially in high school. Got a bunch of the city boys, and they're going to come out, and they're going to get a good workout in. And, you know, back in high school, I'd chewing the beech nut, and I was chewing tobacco because, you know, <laughs> and most of the time it was like a, a scene from the Sandlot. Yep, chewing that chewing tobacco on a hot late July, early August day. By throwing up all over the place. But anyway, the boys would come out and they would have shorts and tank tops on because they're going to get some sun and show off the, the muscles, right? Well, within the first 15 minutes, they are scratched and all up from chucking the hay bales on the wagon. Those have done it, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, that's hard work. Very hard work. But it gets back to how you do anything is how you do everything. Dad had let me know. Yeah, you may not like doing it, but right now you don't have a choice. You're doing it because I told you to do it. So you can throw a fit if you want, but you're still doing it. But if you don't do it right, you're going to do it over. Yeah, he'd come out. Now, Dad was, uh, I love my dad. He's still with us, thank goodness. Um, I, need to, I need to do a better job of communicating with him more regularly. But he was 101st uh, Screaming Eagles in the Airborne Division in Vietnam, 1967 through 69. Yeah. Anyway, he, uh, he went through a lot. 101st. Woo. But, so he's a military guy. But his, uh, his whole thing is, well, kind of how you do anything is how you do everything. And it's like, if you don't do it right, you're going to do it over. So you might as well do it right the first time. Because if you hate doing something, why in the world would you want to do it twice? Now, a young Richie, me, <laughs> didn't always get that message at all. But he kind of built those hard work ethic, uh, uh, I guess, seeds in me at an early age. So I'm grateful for that. I wasn't grateful at the time. And I tell you that. I just had a conversation with one of my mentors and coaches the other day just talking about how to communicate with teenagers. And she had told me that, uh, well, could look at it this way. Your kids, when they come to teenagers, and hate's a strong word, but, you know, how teenagers are. They're either going to hate you now or they're going to hate you later. They're going to hate you now because you tell them to do the things they don't want to do or not to do the things they know they shouldn't do, or they're going to hate you later with regret that you didn't take the time to tell them the things they shouldn't do or make them do the things they didn't want to do. I know, it's crazy. So, like I said, hate's a strong word, but attitude of excellence, do the right thing. Let them hate you a little bit now so they love you and appreciate you and become the, the people, the citizens you want them to be later. Now, how does that tie in? What well, ties into everything we're talking about here. How you do anything is how you do everything. Got a little, another saying that's one of my absolute favorites and... um I'm, I'm staking claim to this one because I've looked it up. Nobody has it, and we just repeat it over and over and over again. It's like one of Master Grogan's favorite sayings at the Academy. It is, if you do your best, you'll become your best. If you don't, you won't. If you do your best, you'll become your best. If you don't, you won't. But either way, it's you, man. It's you. You're the one that made the choice. I know I get people all the time say, man, you make it sound so darn easy, but, you know, life ain't that easy. No, it ain't that easy. Nothing's that easy. I guess why I always tell you. It, it's, it's the most frustrating thing. Is because what's easy to do is also easy not to do. That's why I'm giving you the right hook of reality. That's why I do this show. That's why I spend time putting my notes together. <laughs> because how I do anything is how I do everything. I want to be the very, very best I can. Because your time is valuable. Your time is sacred. It's the most sacred thing on the planet. And I want to give you everything I've got. I do. So, just a quick recap. Attitude of excellence. Yeah. 
having the attitude to do whatever it takes, as long as it's moral, to get things done, to become your very, very best, to kick your butt off someday aisle. Yeah, don't live there. And to stop shooting all over yourself. You know, I should have, I should have, I should have. Stop it. Don't shoot all over yourself. Do it. Easy? No. Can you do it? Absolutely yes. All right. Okay, folks. Well, as always, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your busy day. I really, really appreciate it. I am grateful from the bottom of my heart that you take time to listen to me. And and more importantly, the five-star reviews and the, the wonderful written reviews, I love them. Thank you. And it helps other people realize what the heck we're doing with this show. And what are we doing? We're empowering you to live your best kick in life. But by doing that, every time we empower somebody else, we're making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right. Follow me on social media. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have any thoughts, ideas, suggestions, feedback, throw it my way as well. As as a reminder on on Facebook there, you can find me at Kicking Life with Master Grogan. On uh, That's the page. The group is Live Your Best Kicking Life and Bullyproof Our Kids with Master Grogan on Instagram. It's Kicking Life. And, of course, if you're in the local area, it's Grogan's Martial Arts on Instagram and Grogan's Martial Arts on Facebook. Give us a shout-out. Let us know what's going on in your world. And please share this with somebody else. All right, folks, I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.